Heads or tails, Drenchman. Now, Hench, you are officially in with tails. Did I hear you correctly? Yes. Yes. You've called it. Your decision is locked in. Here goes the flip. Shit, under the thing. It is heads. Yeah! <laughs> heads all day. I'm going to miss the next four and a half hours. Sounds like you guys are going to have a pretty good time tonight. Minus three with Dave Damashek. All right, this one promises to be great fun. Hi and hello, sports fans. Welcome to Minus Three, presented as always by FanDuel. We're over the moon. Football is here. You already know that. Week one of college football in the books. Week one in pro football upon us, too. So is fantasy season. You just heard it there a little bit at the top. Very uncomfortable. Dave Damashek, you know, it's it's sort of like being a beautiful supermodel and feeling like, hey, you know, sometimes there are downsides to being this beautiful. Same thing as being a dynasty in fantasy football. Mm. In our league, I have to kick somebody out as the champion every year. And unfortunately, this year, the name that came up was none other than our co-host here on Minus 3, Kevin Hench. (laughs) Coincidentally, he's here with us right now. And so, too, is the originator. In fact, the guy who really deserves full responsibility. You know, like I'm just I'm just a, a a drug peddler on the corner there. The guy who is really running the show behind the scenes, no. cousin Sal, the mixer of them all. Let's start with you, Hench. How how are you? How have you been doing? We haven't caught up since Monday night and the the, the events of what feels like a tragic Monday. Well, night. look, you're you're obviously a brilliant content provider because you thought. Well, if I kick <laughs> if I kick Hench out, we'll have seven minutes of mediocre content at the top of this fucking episode. <laughs> Whereas if I keep him in the league, we'll have a whole season of mediocre content. By the way, are you guys convinced that people really give a shit about our fantasy football league? Have I, I want to know why. I want to know yeah. what you think. I want to know what the hell you think is going. I would, we're gonna. I, I want to sit here and indulge your questions, like last week about your USFL dumb league, about that uh, your New, Zer- New Jersey Generals team that you got over in the Rogue League South. Let me a, just say something. Let me just ahead, say I'm happy. Yeah, I'm with here. the two champions. I'm with the <laughs> two champions here. I'm with the champion of the new league, the good right. league. Right, the keeper right, right. league, Sal, and I'm yeah. with the champion of the out with the old league. Right. That's champion. it. That's Look it. Spaghetti, spaghetti. We're in great. The three of you, you, Sal, and Simmons are basically the equivalent. Swell fellas, fine, but you're basically like Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers. Might be great, but you have combined to win one title mm. over the last 30 fantasy years in our league there. I mean, there, there's not much to pat you on the, the back about. Go have well, fun in your gym. So here's league. the thing. Here's the thing. Let's talk about it. You threw okay. Hench out. You kicked him out. You do host a podcast with him. It would seem content-wise that was ill-fated. That you would, you know, this is something you could discuss from uh, three to 96 minutes a week. Uh, but well, whatever it is, you kicked him out. You had right. John Ham do the honors. Hence, you did have right. fate in your own hand. You had, you could have called you could have called heads, but you called tails. No matter what you called at that point, I was one hundred percent convinced you were going to make the wrong move. Only because I could see the exasperation melting over you before it even happened, and then you called tails. You said who called heads in the Super Bowl? You said you were going to change it at the last. Matthew minute. Slater. I mean, yeah, the, the Patriots called heads 
against mm-hmm. the Falcons. And we all knew that much like my fate, we knew that that game was sealed. Really, whichever team won the toss. I don't think the Pats were going to stop Matt Ryan either. Mm-hmm. Uh, and certainly when the Pats, it was funny when the Pats won that coin toss, like the Falcons offense started disrobing. This they like started fault. getting undressed, like, like oh, well, that yeah. game's over. And uh, that's, that's kind of how I felt once – once Sheck said, if you've not been voted out, mm-hmm. at that point, I felt like my fate was sealed. And I got to say, when Hammy texted me that it was on the up and up, I appreciated that I had a 50-50 chance of saving my own skin. Right. But beauty or the, or, the, or the ugliness of this rule is it doesn't uh, matter if it was fixed. Like, we serve at the privilege of the king. You win the championship – you could say, hey, man, you have a 50-50 shot. That's true, too. find out later, as has happened in our league, oh, you didn't have a 50-50 shot. Those those ping-pong balls were weighted. I mean, you don't have to give the guy a 50-50 shot. That's By true. the way, he also could have said, I just want to say right out of the gate, if you've been voted out, you're safe. And then voted out someone who was voted out. There are no <laughs> rules. You, you can you can do whatever you want. So That's if why I'm hearing okay. this correctly, okay. am I am I hearing this correctly, Sal and Spaghetti? What I'm hearing from Henches, a thank you. I, you know, I, I could. So, but I, you gave me a I show, shot, and if the I if showed the, you grace, I think I, you know, I think that's the the takeaway here. I could have just lopped your head off for running yeah. off pathetically and joining this sad secondary league to be with your friend Sal and Simmons. Come on over. We it's, it's better over here with all we, we we'll, we'll do it. It'll be keepers and everything else. I don't. What I don't appreciate more than anything else over the last few minutes here, you're showing some class here, Hench. Why is Eddie Spaghetti shaking his head like he disapproved? Of, what happened, Spaghetti? What, what did, do you think I of did it? disapprove it because I said exactly what you said, Sal, and when Hench uh, was cursing at David about a minute ago is that I said for the betterment of the show, if you mm. guys were in the league together, you at least could have talked about it because I do think people care about that league. Everyone knows about that league. Kicking That's Hench true. out, it's like, exactly. He'll get mad. He'll he'll curse you out for a few minutes, and then it can never be brought up in the show again until oh, next year. Says who? Wins. Says who? I can't bring it up. I'm going to bring I it mean, up. I think he Hench brought up his dumb no league last don't week. Don't want to hear about it. Don't want to hear well, about it. Do you want to hear about my fantasy league? It'll be here. No one remembers. He's very cool about it. I, I do have a really, it's two days later. I was upset for weeks after I got kicked out. I drove home about 85 miles okay. an hour. Well, I, I, get I, I don't know what happened when you pressed click leave meeting, like the immediate hour after that. I don't know. Did the family scatter? Well, I should send you my, my, text exchanges trying to get into another league at <laughs> Tuesday night. Like you're like, uh, have you guys drafted? Get rid of that other fucking guy. I'm, I'm funnier. Uh, so you are funny. We missed you. That, that's what sucks about. That Mitt- is Hench. true. Hench is the best in the draft for four and a half hours. You would have made it. Uh, it would have felt like, you know, only like well, six and a half, but no, which no, kind no, of gets us, gets us to the next topic, which, mm. you know, Hey, let's just keep this between the four of us. All right. I don't want mm. anyone else to hear this, but I'm reminded of something my buddy Sid Youngers once said. He said, I can't make fun of that guy. I don't like him. Oh. Now, you see, Sheck gets boxed in because he wins so much. Right. You can only shit can people you like, right? Because then it becomes something uglier if there's someone in the league you don't like 
and you vote them yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you have to vote out someone you like. So in a way, it's it's uh, he's you know he's saying I like you. Right. Um, in- We've had that situation where people have voted out someone they didn't like. The Mook uh, hit Brad, I think, three times in yeah. six years. It's or something ugly. Three. It gets yeah. really dark. It I gets know, so dark like when somebody like. knows you don't like them. So I appreciate that check. And then the other thing I would say, and Sal can attest to this. If you guys backed out 50 guys on the CBS Sports Line draft, miserable. We, we did 45 the night before. Yeah. I was fucking tired when I logged on. Like I was I was already fucking like, are we gonna back out 50 more guys in this draft? Hey, I was trying to bid. I was trying to bid. I was too. I'm locked out. Oh, wait a minute, it's working. That, yeah. No, you gotta back two guys out. You gotta back out. No, Brandon Ayuk already went. It was a fucking nightmare. Yeah. So I was facing four and a half more hours of that. And there was just part of me that was like, uh, all right, I guess I can yeah. live with not without fucking having CBS sports line up my ass. again. And I, I had a podcast last night. I could barely speak because I came off of back to back four hour drafts. And I was like, this is the new you in your twenties. Like, oh, I just got hammered. I, I went out two nights in a row. I'm done. I'm an old, I'm in my fifties. Like, oh my God, if I have to do another uh, draft, no, you guys I need five hour energy after I do a draft. Yeah. Well, but I mean, the big go, winner, we'll I'm, see who the big winner is, but Sal, is exactly right the takeaway from it all is the big loser everyone who participated (laughs) what this is the way men of our age comport themselves this is what we devote our time to it's pathetic well the other thing that and this is a byproduct of age and spaghetti i don't i don't know how to warn you against this because it's just life but like you know you start a fantasy football league ideally you watch the games with your friends like so there's a real like collective energy you can ball bust in the room you're all, you know, you're all watching. You're probably not married yet. You don't have kids. And then as you get older, like you go to the draft and you're like, that guy doesn't live in LA anymore. Like you yeah, drift right, right, so right. far away <laughs> from the people right. in your league that you're like, this might as well be an ESPN league of anonymous people. Yeah. That's why I wanted to meet in person in I your backyard, which would have made it so great. I appreciate so that. Great. If I could have, if I could have get, well, obviously it would have been awkward. I would have just walked into my own house while you guys did the draft <laughs> on my basketball court. If I could have guaranteed Wi-Fi, I would have made that offer. But if you so really do tried and get into that headspace 48 hours ago. I kick you out of the league, or John Hamm does. I had nothing to do with it. John Hamm kicks you out of the league. Star of Kissing Jessica Stein, which makes uh, the pill even oh. more bitter to swallow. Mm. Not unlike Fred Lynn kicking out Simmons. Um, I kick star. you out. What do you, 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 go, you got, you, your reaction would have been uh, one of class, and you would have yeah. just said, have fun, guys. I'll be inside if you need anything. <laughs> yeah, Hench, grab me a fresco. Will you, will no, you I, no, I, if I had. At that point, I would have made you guys all move to another location. Oh, okay. <laughs> Called the cops on us. I have to get going. I have one more. I don't know who these guys are. <laughs> I have to leave. I have another draft, I think, in like five minutes. But, Hench, I do want to know, because I'm a big fan of your outrage, where did this lie in terms of a gut punch um, on the scale between, uh, let's say, Aaron Boone's home run and the first time you saw your wife make out with Corolla on the set of The Hammer. Okay, well, <laughs> um, I didn't have to call my parents and tell them I wasn't going to kill myself, so it wasn't as bad as Bill Buckner. Okay. True, true story. True story. I should probably call my folks. 
and let them know I'm not going to kill myself. <laughs> They'll want to know. All right. You good. know, Don Draper, he flipped well. a coin and, so, but I'm, I'm okay. Relatively so, so speaking. Better, better than that. Um, All right. You know, uh, I probably also not as painful as, as, uh, as, as my wife and Ace in a menage a trois that I wasn't invited to. No, we're right, having right, a threesome, right. only you're not invited. It'll be time. But that's be not time a threesome, honey. You're just making out with my friend. <laughs> it's so, insulting nonetheless, and I appreciate you uh, coming back, even 48 hours, whatever, however much uh, later. This no, is. it was, I mean, and obviously part of my revenge is that I'll, I'll just convince myself to be cool with it, and then it'll right. rob Sheck's joy. Right, that's all, what it's all but about. But not as much as the bills right. are going to rob his joy on Sunday. Uh, listen, as long as you spell cool with a K, I'm cool with you, Hench. Sal, last thing before you go. Right. I checked in with our fantasy analyst here on Extra Points, Jen Piacente, and say? I said, yeah. I, I blanked out the names of the team uh, of the owners, mm-hmm. and I said, which team, win, play, show? What are the one, two, three best teams in the league right now? Mm-hmm. She made the cool cats. Three out of four champion uh, championship mentions. No now she named them the second best roster oh, right now, right I in see. the mix. There she couldn't decide if that one or um, or if Tall John's joint was uh, was what? the best in the league. Yeah, you didn't make the the list. That's so ridiculous. Take it up with she her. She doesn't know what she's talking about. We're kicking her out next year. Is she even in the league? Anyway, <laughs> all right, all right, guys. Uh, Bucks twenty eight sixteen tonight. Screw me. I'm the big loser. Up to nine and a half now. I can't believe it. That's too heavy for me. Terrible, terrible. I'll see you guys. All right, see. All the best. There he goes. See, he's uh, he's got his Cowboys on TV in a matter of hours, minutes, seconds. It might even already be completed by the time people are listening to us right now. Hey, fellas, I don't know if I mentioned it. The NFL is back. I did mention that i'm pretty sure but anyway FanDuel sportsbook is celebrating it with 40 to 1 odds on any week one game the important thing is that you bet it at fanduel.com slash minus three make sure you use the promo code minus three the word minus the number three who doesn't want to win $200 on a $5 bet. I bet the answer is no one. I think that's like a rhetorical question. This is not a Hail Mary. It's very simple. New customers get 40 to 1 odds when you place your first wager on any team to win. This is just one of the many reasons FanDuel is sports betting's best app out there. You get paid in under 24 hours. Fun opportunities like the one I just described to you. Spaghetti's I'm back and forth on week one. I always feel like this is the Neo in training. Like, uh, you know, six weeks, eight weeks into the season, boop, 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 boop. I will download all the information and then make better bets. It's a little tougher to divine what's going to happen in week one. I know everybody is all over the Seahawks laying three. I like the Colts at home. Plus three. I know that uh, this goes against uh, where the public is. I understand what's going on with Carson Wentz. The Seahawks are not typically a great hit-the-ground-running team. The Colts do have a loaded roster, their QB notwithstanding. I think the Colts at home, I like getting points for the home team there. Give me the Colts. You got one you want to throw out there, Spaghetti? I want to sound like, uh, you know, repeating over and over again here, but the, the Giants, you know, plus three Giants home dogs. I, I'm not buying Teddy B. There's a reason why he's bounced around. And a lot of the Giants B writers have said, Dalen Jones, like, do not be surprised. He looks really good this year. I think they'll be okay with the shaky offensive line, but they have the good weapons and the defense is very, very good. I do not see how the Broncos will score 
enough points uh, against the Giants to, to win that game. So I like the Giants oh. uh, at home in the Meadowlands. You know what? New look defense in the Queen City. Joe Burrow back. Jamar Chase doesn't like a football that doesn't have white stripes on it, but I do like the team that has black stripes on their shoulders now. They look better than they ever have uh, with the with the striped uniform, slightly revised, much improved, and another home dog getting three. The home team's supposed to get three. I guess the bookmakers got it wrong. I like the Bengals at home to uh, to take down the Vikes. There's one more for you. Anywho, agree, disagree, have it how you want. Join us, fade us. The important thing is fanduel.com slash minus three, the word minus, the number three. Hence, yes, we appreciate it. And I do want to say one more thing about the Fantasy League as we jump in on the uh, the football action that awaits our eyeballs on both Saturday and Sunday, our best bets in just a second here. But as a man of honor, I do have to pull the curtain back a little bit. Ham sent two options. One in which he flipped a coin and said, call it hench. You decide it. It's your, your, you, you get to decide your fate, heads or tails. He also sent one where he said, heads, H-E, hench, he's heads, and the bar owls are tails. And he flipped it and it came up heads that time too. So I said, that's not fair to hench. Let's give him a chance to call it at least. Let's not impose the result on him. Let's let him call heads or tails. And all you had to do was listen to me. We talked about this six weeks no, ago I on really, this show. I really appreciate it because I feel like you actually gave me more than a 50-50 shot because I had an Easter egg hint based on that conversation. I mean, I reflexively called tails my whole life, but maybe this is this has got to change, you know, to the, to the uh, Anton Segura of it all. I told you, but heads means the world's going to come up right. Tails means you're a cynic and you think everything's ass course, up in the world. Even if I had remembered that conversation in the context of this thing, I probably still would have thought he's trying to get me to say heads. But I couldn't. No, I wasn't trying. I wasn't trying, but I did say to Ham, he is knowing Hedge. There's no way he will take the side that uh, features Herbert Hoover's face. I said he will definitely go. So I, really, I really did. I said, By the way, this is a bummer because the result's going to be the same. Not to nerd out here, but Herbert Hoover, a huge progressive by by today's political standards. Like, like a fucking lefty. <laughs> like a crazy lefty by today's political standards. Um, so, so, you know, part of my process was, you know, Saying like if you've been voted out once, you're safe. Like that, it's hard for me to have an argument with that. Like everybody should have a turn in the barrel. Um, then once you're down to the two teams that have never been voted out, if you just go bar owls, you're out. <laughs> you know, I did like so. It felt like getting it down to two was the most fair thing to do. Then having of the two, somebody flip a coin. It just felt super fair. So. I couldn't, how, you know, how upset can you be if it's like that was all justified? You know, I mean, I was I was a little surprised once I saw that I was I was on the chopping block, like as it was happening, because I feel like we've gotten very close here in this. I told you it's a it's a matter of justice. It's not personal. You, Sal and Simmons ran off and did your own league. Of course, you guys are the ones who I'm going to target with this thing. When you especially when you bring hey, up the nonsense um, on the podcast a week. Hey, ago. But all right. if you if you win again uh, and then and then do the diabolical thing of voting Simmons out again, 
Um, this, this actually as a cameo could work for two people in the league, but I believe hall of new hall of famer, Ted Simmons is John Hamm's <laughs> godfather. I believe it's, he's John. I think it's like, if he's not his godfather, he's his unofficial godfather. Like Ted Simmons was a huge part of Hammy's childhood and, and John Hamm loves him. So having Ted Simmons vote John Hamm out of the league or, or now would be, or, would be crazy. But or Bill Simmons, Simmons, so that all will Bill work. Bill Simmons, not knowing that, sends me a text change this morning about Ted Simmons is a Hall of Famer. This is bullshit. Like we got to, and I'm like, and then I'm trying to explain there will be no catchers in the Hall of Fame if you need someone to get to 350 career home runs. Like Buster Posey's 34, he has 157 career home runs. Like Yadier Molina has 169 career home runs. Like. You have to get out of your Hall of Fame offensive metrics headspace or there'll be no catchers in the Hall of Fame. I get it. Let's talk about football. And let me do before we do, though. Ted Simmons and Harold Baines are better at baseball than Dave Parker and Steve Garvey. Come on. What are we doing? How how crazy and warped has this thing gotten that, you, that those two guys are in and the two other guys I just named that are was not? One it's of the worst let's stop talking about baseball transitions I've ever okay, heard. Okay, I, do, I wanted to get that in. I can't help it. I'm vain. I'm not going right. to let you say something and well, have that so be the we final got, what word. Do you, want? you want to do our picks? We're, we, I, got, I want to announce, first of all, as we jump into our best bets of this weekend, the most glorious weekend to start any season, week one of the NFL season plus some nice college games to look at i want to start things off and mend the figure of defense a little bit we hinted at it a week ago i want to confirm it now my gift to you hence hench is the new england patriots are going to win the afc muscle tough we'll get into the full season picks in just a well, second makes here up for tuesday i didn't know you were yeah that's that. what I, I didn't know you were going to do that for me thank you yeah. wow well, that's that that is personal. That's from me to you. You know, it gives me no pleasure to see Belichick win a division title, but I think it's that's the way it's gonna go. All right, Hench, you start us off. Best bets. Oh, I can't believe it. I know yeah. everybody's right. Re- so we're exciting. really talking about football games okay. that matter on this Saturday is, and Sunday. Yikes. I love so it. This go. is this is uh an this is a, an all minus three batch of best bets. Spaghetti, Sheck, and Hench. Our three teams. And bet them all. FanDuel.com slash minus three. The word minus number three. Like you, I I am in love with the Patriots this year. Minus three against the Dolphins. That number seems too small. I like them uh, to to trample the disciple, as Belichick so often has. Uh, Patriots minus three. Steelers, I like the Steelers plus six and a half. All the grief I've given you, that number feels too big to me. I, hmm. I don't think the Steelers are going to make the playoffs, but I don't think they're just going to get run over by teams. I think they're still competitive, and I think uh, I would take the Steelers in the points. And then uh, to Spaghetti's beloved Giants, uh, I like Daniel Jones. I actually think he's a good player, and then this is the year he proves it starting on Sunday, plus three hmm. uh, against the Broncos. So I like all our teams, Patriots, Steelers, Giants, Bet the spread, bet him in the spread on a parlay. Those those are my best bets for for week one in the NFL season. Um, Assuming Tampa Bay already trampled the Cowboys by the time you're listening to this. I I mean, I I am avoiding, I said uh, on extra points on 
Wednesday, but the days are running together for me. I think on uh, Wednesday I said, I'll take the Bucks by double digits. But man, when you see that nine and a half, that just looks like a ton of points to be thrown out there on a on a team that is going to probably play a little bit different than we saw them last. That defense with Dan Quinn from Dallas, I think it's going to be much improved. It doesn't have to be a top five defense for them to be um, a postseason participant in the NFC. It just has to be mediocre, and I think it'll be at minimum that. Eddie Spaghetti, and by the way, I should mention, you mentioned uh, parlays and teasers. Now available on FanDuel are the teasers. I love them. They're easy to get seduced by. You start going through them, and what's beautiful on FanDuel, you get to choose the points that you're going to add to to the spread. So if you are going to pair up a, a two-leg teaser with, say, the Giants and, they, and you're seeing them at plus three, you can get them at plus nine, but you can also get them at plus eight and a half or plus eight, however you wish to attribute those points. And obviously, um, the payout is greater the lower that number is. I don't know if I articulated it that well. But anyway, hopefully uh, you're familiar with teasers because they are fun to play. Eddie Spaghetti, Hit us with your best bets. All right. Uh, well, before we get to the football week one stuff, I'm going to give a bonus college pick because I still love my college ball. Uh, there was a, a Pac-12 matchup, Stanford at USC this weekend. Uh, USC is giving 17.5, which looks like a lot, but Stanford's going through some quarterback issues. They started Jack West and their loss versus K-State last week. Now they're going to start Tanner McKee. They're having issues there. Uh, they're 0-1. USC, obviously, they beat San Jose State in, by a large margin. I think USC may be better than I originally thought and could give Oregon a run for their money in the Pac-12, so I do like USC to win in a blowout. Stanford is just not what it was. Uh, you know, the, it was a program that was really, really good under uh, Harbaugh, and now David Shaw it hasn't been the same in quite a, quite some time. So I like that's like a bonus pick for you there. But now to my NFL picks. Uh, I don't have to go at length of this one. I'm talking with the Giants day in, day out. I like the Giants at home, plus three right now on Fando.com slash minus three. I mean, Every Giants B reporter buys into Dan Jones. I don't buy into Teddy B as a quarterback. I know they're dealing with some off-the-field issues with Bradley Chubb and some parking ticket thing or whatever. I'm not that afraid of their their front seven that's going to dominate the Giants' offensive line and totally decimate them. I think the Giants' offensive weapons are far superior to what they have uh, in Denver, and I think Giants will win this game, and getting the three at home is nice. The other game that Hench talked about, the Dolphins-Patriots game, I'll give you guys a quick bit of trivia for uh, every Dolphins-Patriots matchup. Who do you think leads the all-time series between these two teams? I mean, I would think the Dolphins decisively, although what I regard as history is really only a few more years than the 21st century. Well, so we I, now have a I sample mean, size of 20 years. By so. the, by, it, it wouldn't be an interesting question if the answer was what young fans would assume. The thing that right. Sheck and I know is that the Patriots were execrable when the Dolphins were great. And the other thing that I know as a Patriot fan We've lost a lot of trips down to Miami, even when we've been great. So I will also guess the Dolphins lead the season. Yeah, you got that one. It is a weird kryptonite. It's not green. It's aqua. And it was specifically in that number 17 Tannehill jersey. I don't know what what dark magic he held over Belichick, but it, it, I, what he beat him at least – four times and which the, is not and a the, I, and the lateral the Kenyon drake i mean like there have been some crazy results uh in uh in in miami specifically i, I mean there are so many juicy ones in this week one but well, wait wait wait, wait. Uh, Spaghetti, in, give us the answer 
I know. I'm so a, the answer yeah. is the Dolphins lead the series 57 to 54. So only a three huh. game difference. Right. And I was looking at their historic wins and losses, the home and road splits. I mean, this is arguably one of the best matchups in the history of the NFL in terms of how equal it really is. Like, it's not just the Patriots losing in Miami. The Patriots do slip up at home sometimes. Uh, they basically alternate wins every other matchup. So I think this one, I do think they're going to split again this year. I think Mac Jones, week one, his first start, it's a little too much pressure. And I think Tua is a guy that I know we've made fun of on this before with the Brian Flores comments, but I think he knows he has to get right. I, I'm still going to stand by this. I loved the Dolphins draft, and I still think they're going to be a sneaky pick to win the division. I think they'll, look, they're getting three points. I'm not saying they're going to win this game, but I can see this one being very, very close. And I believe some of the guys in AAO said the same thing, where this is going to be arguably the best game of uh, week one here, and I think it's going to be a close one. So I like the Dolphins getting three points. I could see them winning, but I could also see them just covering and maybe losing by a point, like a last-second field goal by the Patriots. I think these teams are pretty evenly matched, and I think Mac Jones will get it right. I've said it before. I'm a big Mac Jones fan. He's going to be great. But I think in week one is now the Dolphins' chance to to win this one, even on the road. And uh, to round out my last pick, this one to me is maybe I'm missing something here. But Packers Saints in Jacksonville, the Packers only giving three and a half points. I'm not on the Saints bandwagon. I just still believe that Jameis throws too many picks. The Packers defense is pretty good. Aaron Rodgers, uh, the offense of the Packers with him and LaFleur has been awesome. And I just can't see the Saints without Michael Thomas scoring enough to point, points to keep up with them. Plus, Sean Payton has his love affair with Taysom Hill. He's going to come in. He's going to stall drives with his stupid gadget plays. Uh, three and a half points. If this was like a, over a touchdown, I'd say stay away from it. But three and a half points. Like, the Packers are going to win this game by a touchdown. They're going to win this game at least by two, like by six points. Like, just there's just no way. Especially this is a neutral site game, too, which we've read some stories that a ton of Packers fans are going to show up in Florida. So... I like the Packers a lot in this one. I think they're going to really blow the doors off the Saints here. Last week, I said it. I said everybody thinks they're smarter than Sean Payton, who's hailed as one of the offensive wizards of, of the last quarter century. Little did I know when I said that, Spaghetti, you were one of those cynics. Well, I mean, I think Sean Payton knows what he's doing. I like, I, I'm not as opposed to red zone stuff. That's, that's a curveball for defenses to have to consider. I like him doing that. And you mentioned Michael Thomas. That can concerns me more as a matter of fact than going from Breeze to Jameis is the lack of Michael Thomas once again I think that caps and, what and that, that offense can do yeah I what but what I believe in is the overall roster in New Orleans and that defense is is great too and um I, I'm gonna avoid that game I do think to your earlier point in Hench's too I think the two Bama guys going head-to-head -head in week one in the AFC East is 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 just plumb fascinating stuff and correct me if i'm wrong oh yeah no it's a one not two aware's one against the what number is oh number 10 mac uh, mac jones i okay the, the, we do get a good 2v2 matchup coming up zach wilson and matt ryan i think is in week two but anyway that's that's neither here nor there um i will give you now my best bets for this weekend i can uh what will I'll, I'll give you my Seven playoff teams in both conferences in just a second here. Very quickly, though, let me uh, give you this. I really like the Sam Darnold revenge game. Um, addition by subtraction. The person subtracted is Adam Gase. Um, I like the, the situation for the kid now in Sam Darnold. Everybody points to how young he is. That remains true. He is very young. Um, and, uh, and now... 
surrounded by better weaponry than he had up in uh, up in New York. I say minus four and a half for the home team. Jets, an interesting watch this season, but Carolina gets it done in week one. Cards at the Titans. Titans, spoiler alert, I've told you already, they're going to wind up with the first uh, overall seed in the AFC, not because they're the best team, but because they, they have the easiest path to it. A home game in Nashville. Laying just three, I like that a great deal. And then I'm going to think globally, act locally. An L.A. five-point teaser special for you. The Chargers in D.C. tease them up to six and a half. You can can add five points to the uh, the number there. I'm going to take it up, like I say, to six and a half. And then the Rams hosting the Bears, um, you can tease that down to two and a half. The Rams are going to get it done in the debut in SoFi Stadium. That's a nice uh, two-way teaser for you. What are you shaking your head at, Spaghetti? Uh, this is, uh, well, we, we all got to change our best bets now because this one's going to be be an easy to get off the board. The Raiders plus four and a half at home, home dogs, the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, Ian Rapport's reporting and back-to-back plays in practice, uh, potentially significant like season-ending knee injuries for Marcus Peters and Gus Edwards. If they don't, if they're missing those two players, that's oh it. That's God. it for the Ravens. Yeah. Sheesh. Horrific! It really does stink with what the, they're getting decimated. These te- they're every year there's a listen team or three that just gets wiped to the Steelers out. Steelers fan pretending to be decimated by that news. That was amazing. I'm too classic. Oh my god, that was amazing. If you, Thank you, I swear to God, if you play the tape, like you would never know that he is filled with glee at that horrifying news for the team that was favored to win the division until that. I'm a human being first. Uh-huh. Okay. I have children. All right. As a father, Kevin. All right. I say now, boy, that is crazy stuff. I mean, Gus Edwards, I really yeah, liked him, ACL, by the way, seems like. having a huge year. Sheesh. Who got they him? Right? He really is going to be Levy and Bell. Who got him in the uh, in the, sh- the league I got thrown out of? I think the sports guy, Bill Simmons, got him, as a matter of fact. Um, oh. I think that, I mean, all of a sudden, now, if you somehow missed it, a nice runner who may be – a lot of people aren't familiar with Justice Hill, um, who I thought at this point in his career was going to be further along. But with the with the running back by committee, plus Lamar Jackson, he didn't get a ton of touches. But Justin Hill, uh, Justice Hill is also out. I mean, sheesh. Um, well, who should I know one man offense in, all of a who sudden? Who should I pick up in in my other league? Levy and Bell. No, oh, OK. I mean, he, that, he, that, he is that going to be. Excite me. I wish you had just told me a name of a seventh rounder that I've never heard of. I've, well, the guy you should pick up for real is Latavius Murray. I mean, they have to have a human being back there, so that makes sense. And if the Texans are giving away all their assets, then maybe Mark Ingram is a is a reasonable um, guy to for them to go and get. But, wow, that's uh, huge news. Um, all right, so um, I, I just gave say, you that tease. Uh, in the – Love the love the Rams. I, I don't even think you need to tease that team. I think that team I know. great and and I don't think and I think the Bears are in for a long day. Uh what you oh oh and the other thing I was why you know, I don't know if you do this. Like there's a million ways to lose your money. And one of the more fun ones is to to set the lines in your mind. Personally, go. Here's what I that's think. exactly how right. I do. I, here's what I think these lines should be, and then when you go, you see one that's way off. You go, oh, oh, oh that's a bargain. I'm going to jump on that. And I agree with so much of what both you guys said. But like, 
that Titans line is too low. Like what? I don't understand. Like what did the Cardinals show down the stretch that makes them only a three-point dog to a very sound Titans team? That 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 jumped off the page at me for sure. I think I right. And there's also the shiny new toy aspect. And they are now proud Tennessee devoted. And that's kind of why I'm staying away from uh, from the Steelers and Bills game is because I don't know how it'll play out for sure over 17 weeks. But I do think if you if you said about the uh, at the start of the offseason, like, you know what's holding us back is blank. And for the Bills, it was pass rush. And for the Titans, it was pass rush. And they fixed that up, at least in terms of bodies and draft picks and otherwise. They Bud Dupree is a free agent and all that. I think that the Bills are going to unleash the hounds against the young Steelers offensive line. That I don't know if, you know. It, they'll come back to earth, but I do think that they're going to come out with their heads on well, fire. And the same uh, thing is true of the Titans against, against the Cardinals how, and their how, mediocre. Over. How explosive would the bills defensive line have to be to make any difference against a team that runs no patterns beyond two yards? That's a, see, that's stinking old school thinking, Hench. It's a, it's a different year. One, they have Najee Harris. If you didn't, uh, if you didn't hear the news, that's one thing that should change it. And the thing that everybody keeps referring to is the Steelers had the worst offensive line I've ever seen last year. That was so, so, so terrible. Like then they swapped them all out. All right. Well, so then it can't be I'm, at, at worst. It will be that bad, but there's a chance yeah. it'll be slightly it's improved. It's the flip side of our LSU thing. Hey, right. They went a lot. Listen, they went 12. You got 18 starters returning. That's awesome. Oh, no, they were terrible. (laughs) And you just got (laughs) jump trucked by UCLA. Now, now we can mark it down for the first uh, two to, uh, you know, six weeks is like, well, it's unknown. What we knew last year was that it was an atrocity. Now it's kind of like, well, maybe it'll work out. Well, depends look, if your glasses have fit. I don't do the prep you do. I mean, you, you do the prep just by by virtue of being a, a football cyborg. But, like, when I get into these, especially in, in a 12-team league, it, it, the prices are insane for fucking mediocre players. And so I was – the barrel – the tiers were dropping. I There was – no the receiver pool was so shallow. And – I got Chase Claypool as my third wide receiver, and it it wasn't cheap. But then I everything I read was like, oh yeah, he's gonna have a big regression. And I was like, oh really? That's too bad. Uh, now that I've overpaid for him, why is the assumption that he'll re- return to Earth? It's funny because the now multiply mentioned uh, sports guy Bill Simmons had the same approach you did. He was very excited. He's like, Shaq. I got Chase Claypool and Juju for a combined $22. That's pretty good, right? Whatever he paid for the, those two pass catchers in a uh, an auction league of $200. And I I mean, you know, it's the mouths to feed argument. It's sort of like the the concern with drafting anyone from Tennessee is the same thing. Like, was well, it going to be Julio or A.J. Brown or is that going to hurt Derrick Henry? The guy who probably loses out on that and is strictly a, uh, you know, a, a, a um, take the top off the defense guy is Chase Claypool. He's dangerous in that regard, but he's not going to get the same number of targets when you have Fryermuth, the tight end, work in the middle of the field. Najee Harris taking a lot of those, uh, t- taking a lot of screens off of number seven's arm and more carries. 
Um, so less throwing, period, from the Pittsburgh Steelers, you would have to assume. Somebody's going to not get as many targets. I think it'll be Claypool. I think the guy who is going to get a ton of targets despite the drops last year is Deontay Johnson. My concern with him is he's frail looking. When I look at Deontay Johnson, I just feel like, man, he doesn't seem long for the NFL. Well, let's, uh, the way he's, let's check with, he's so wild. Let's check with Spaghetti. Maybe he got hurt in the last 45 minutes. Maybe we should <laughs> no more uh, Steelers injuries. I think we're now that uh, I would show some emotion. If you told me that one, Hench, then I, then I might show uh, uh, some human emotion. Uh, very quickly, there are um, three and a half interesting college football games. I'm with you 100 percent, Eddie Spaghetti. I circled that same one out of the entire college football slate. I think USC only giving seven and a half, 17 and a half is owed to the Clay Helton factor and people from a distance kind of looking at Stanford be like, yeah, they're usually pretty good, right? Like, no, they aren't good anymore. They're, 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 um, they're a bottom half at best is the nicest way you could talk about the Cardinal at this point. I think USC may not be all the way back, but they're talented enough to cover the 17 and a half. Pitt at Tennessee, a huge game for both mediocre teams there. I don't know what you could look at from what the SEC did the rest of college football last weekend, LSU notwithstanding, and say, yeah, let's give a, a, an SEC team playing its season opener in, in its own joint, and yeah, let's make them a home dog. Three and a half. Pitt? Against Pitt? I'm not going to touch it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go under. 56 and a half. I, 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 I would, I'd love... I can't bring myself to bet on Tennessee, but... Trust me, I know, but because of my philosophical posture against betting against my teams, at least on the money line, three and a half is close enough to that. I'm going to lay off who's going to win that game. Hail to Pitt. Let's see you get one. Prove me wrong. Let's get to 2-0. and Iowa at Iowa State. I'm going to throw a bone to our pal Harry here. I'm going to say lay the four and a half. Iowa looked way better than we thought they would. Iowa State stumbled, almost lost a game. That's terrible. But our friend Jeff Schwartz was on the podcast two days ago. Go back and listen to his college football thoughts. They were really good. Um, And he did remind me, whereas you can't do this in the NFL, you can in college football if you're a powerhouse big five team. You can kind of not show everything when you're playing a cupcake team. Maybe that's what Iowa State did. Maybe Iowa State said, we're not going to show you everything. That wasn't everything. Uh, yeah, that was bad. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say lay the four and a half. It's a big spot for the Cyclones. That was a kind of an embarrassing performance last week. I think they bounce back and take care of the Hawkeyes. Okay, spaghetti, because we'd like to mix in a little life advice on, on the pod here. Okay, so most grown men who get married and have families are faced with this weekend decision. I I have to choose college football or pro football. I cannot. Just tell the family every autumn weekend for the rest of your life is booked because dad is going to watch college football all day Saturday and NFL football all day Sunday. So when I was faced with this decision, I think the NFL is king. I think it's the greatest sports product in the world. And I just, you know, had to, you know, pretend to care about my family on Saturdays. So that's the decision I made. And so I... I don't have nearly the expertise of of you guys or Harry or people who follow college football. But what I found funny last weekend was the the least you can know about college football, the bear, the first thing you learn about college football, Alabama is going to be awesome. 
So if you knew the bare minimum going into last weekend, if the, all you knew was Alabama's going to be awesome, you would have been more right than everybody else who pretends to know something about college football. Oh, man, North Carolina, this is their year. Look out, look out. Like, nope, suck. Uh, Harry's making Iowa State to win the national championship in a dogfight with Northern Iowa. I mean, Washington's ranked in the top 20. They lost to Montana. Like, the they're ranked in the top 20 because the people who allegedly know more about college football than anyone in the world think they're going to be good. You know, Oklahoma hanging on in Norman against Tulane. Like, these results were nuts, and I'm watching them, and I'm kind of like, oh, I guess I know as much as all these guys. I, I knew Alabama would be good. They blew out Miami, much to spaghetti soup. You know what it is? It's sort of like, Hench, if a friend says, hey, can you read my screenplay or you can come and see, can you come and watch my uh, my little play that we're putting up at this little uh, 35 seat theater or something like that? You, you, you can't just get away with or did you see my obscure independent short film? It's not enough to just cite the main thing like that is in, in the first three seconds of it, because then it's like, well, that's too obvious You to prove that you really are um, are really entrenched in what's going on, you you have to go with something from page 27. Like, I really like that line there. It's like, oh, he really did read the full script that I wrote there. Same there. It's too easy. So the people who are huge college football advocates, it'd be too easy to just go like Alabama, Ohio State, Clemson. So they have to, so they, so they have to be hipster. And they have to watch out, watch out for UNC. They just want that to be true to make it more compelling. It doesn't make mean that it's actually true. So I, I agree, and I and I I fell into that trap too because I try to talk myself into Sam Howell. But I did smart enough for our futures draft, which is why I took Alabama to win the title, and I took Bryce Young to win uh, Heisman because it was one of those things. Like when Bryce Young was getting recruited he was the guy and then for some reason coming in this year it's like well Brock Purdy and then you got Sam Howell and you got Spencer Rattler and you got all these other like Keaton Slovis JT Dance everyone's like trying to like pick DG Uyagalele they're trying to pick other guys and it's like no it's as simple as this no team recruits anywhere close to what Alabama does like they're the best by far and they showed it again it's like why pick anything different I guess I but if George is really good then what I, I'm not sure what were the takeaway is, and I'm not going to do it again for in uh, you know for Eddie Spaghetti's sake and anyone who listened to the uh, minus three from earlier this week. But I did my usual belly aching. Why do we have preseason polls? Is Georgia a juggernaut? Okay, then Clemson in losing to them shouldn't get completely destroyed and fall out of the top twenty-five. Maybe on the other hand, UCLA, who's two and zero oh and just beat LSU should be ahead of Clemson. What are we doing? You can't lose a game and then say, and by the way, it's Clemson's toughest matchup of the whole season. So unless Clemson loses a game unexpectedly between now and the time they announce the final four, you can guarantee Clemson's going to be in it because of people self, um, self-validating what they did in the preseason. Well, Clemson's going to be in the top. Well, I'm only going to drop them to six because I know that they're good. Well, that's not the way it should work. If, if it was based on merit, then Clemson would be at best outside the top 20. You know, I, 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 it makes me crazy. I'm sorry. I, I started to go down the well and I didn't want to. Oregon, Ohio State, Schwartz says take his ducks. The hook now at 14 and a half. I, I think that is right. Ohio, you know, Oregon didn't look great in week one, but neither did Ohio State. I say two touchdowns. I don't know. 
I, I think I'll, I'll take the Ducks on that one. But, but also the uh, over, definitely the over in that game. Just throwing that the out total there. Total on that. I think it was. I'll get it for you in a second. Just because I know that Ohio State for the last three seasons is, uh, I think, forty points per game. They've at least averaged forty points per game uh, on offense, and people were nervous about if CJ Stroud was going to be the guy quarterback, and he clearly showed that he's a dominant force. And I think their defense is not that great. Oregon, I think, will be able to put up some points. Uh, we're still scrolling here for this. Uh, all right, shout it out because I want to get to some pro football. We should re- really be only celebrating that but um, this week. But I'll start us off. Hench, jump in. Provide me any alternative to what I'm about to say here. I'm going to blow through these. Open up the time capsule, Eddie Spaghetti. Let's drop them in here right now, and we can revisit them, I don't know, a quarter of the way through, halfway through the season. Maybe just keep them buried until the whole thing is resolved and see how Damashek did. And maybe Hench will chime in with, uh, like I say, some of his thoughts, too. Your number one seed in the AFC. 63 and a half, by the way. Just quickly get that 63. in there. 63. I, I do like that. That does yeah. feel shootouty to me, uh, that game. Uh, I'm with you on that one. Okay. I say Titans, number one seed. You get that at plus 1,700. Any argument? Hench on that one. That's not my pick, but I'm not going to argue with you. Okay. I mean, well, you could, who do you think gets the number price. one seed? That's a better price than my Chiefs, right. obviously. Chiefs number one. Okay, I'm where the Chiefs are concerned. Your number two seed in the AFC is going to be the Los Angeles Chargers. The best bet on them that I can find for the season is that they win the division. You get that at plus 490. Obviously, you're taking the Chiefs to win the division. Patriots win the AFC East. You get that at plus 360. Not that juicy, really. I guess a, a show of respect to Belichick. Browns win the AFC North, plus win 155 on that one. Also, I guess maybe, does I wonder if it locks out. I don't know the answer. Forgive me, no jive listener. I don't know if, if season totals lock out when the games kick off tonight or is it before the team kicks off? I would, I would uh, imagine it's bef- until the team kicks off on Sunday. Unless you're the Bucks or Dallas, uh, in other words, you can still get these win totals available to you, right? I would think. I would think so. All, I think all, so. But all Pat's, of these sites are pro participation. They want more true, action. True enough. So I'm going to go Cleveland at plus 155. Although, like I say, that could change dramatically if if there are two more significant injuries to two key players in Baltimore. Bills wild card. The good price for them is to bet them to make the playoffs as a wild card, not win the division. You get that at plus 310, so nice value there. Same goes for the Chiefs, even better. Plus 400 is the second-place team and a wild card um, in the AFC. I'm going to tell you another one here now. This is just as a reminder. Dave Damashek. I'm not going to give you exact win totals for 32 teams. I'm not going to do it. For for even two teams. I'm going to do it for one team. I'm going to tell you the win total. As a reminder, Dave Damashek, not very long ago, ripped off not the correct win total for the Pittsburgh Steelers, not two years in a row, not three years in a row, four or five, no, no. Six straight years, Dave Damashek told you exactly what the Pittsburgh Steelers' final record would be. Then things got sideways because they had a season-opening tie in Cleveland. Then the year after that, Roethlisberger's elbow. So you have to forgive me. I'm, I'm forgiving myself. Those were mulligan years. I'm back now. Pittsburgh Steelers, book it. Over 8.5 plus 110. They get the wild card. You can bet that at plus 400. And their final record, 
10 and 7. Get that at plus 700. FanDuel.com slash minus three, the word minus the number three. Book it, double digit wins for Roethlisberger and Tomlin. What did you expect? They never have losing seasons. Obviously, they're not going to have one now. That's uh, Those are my bets for the AFC. Oh, one more. And now I feel like a heel for bringing this up, given what Spaghetti just told us. But I had this, as you know, for the last month at least. Ravens missed the playoffs, plus 240. That number is going to drop. Better get it right now if, if you're interested in that one because uh, it does sound like they're in some legit danger. Um, Spaghetti, how long have you known Sheck? I would say since uh, November 2016. Okay, all right. So, you know, we used to do this. He used to be in this picks league. You're not in the ZFL anymore, right? You you, you bailed on the ZFL. He dominated. He dominated this, this picks league to the point where you're like, hey, Rain Man, are you laying actual money down on it? Like you're so much better than the rest of us picking these games. I hope you're capitalizing on your knowledge. I already kicked you out, Hench. This I can't well, save you. Then, then but I appreciate our, the kind our words. fantasy football league more than it, he won. He won our fantasy football league. One of the years Barkley got hurt. Like it was insane. Like this. So this fucking cyborg, what I'm saying is people listen to what he says and if he's not going to make money on it, at least you can make money on it. So, oh, I'm going to make money, Fred. Don't right, don't right. worry well, because, here. I mean, I now, felt like during those ZFL years, you were running up huge percentages. And I was just praying. That, I mean, then, of course, illegally, but that you were somehow uh, um, profiting from your brilliance. Way in the rearview mirror now, but in the ZFL uh, name drop, Kenny Main was in the ZFL. Um, and he and I went head to head in the Super Bowl round in the playoffs. I went undefeated against the number. I went. I, I picked every I game. It was crazy. perfectly, and it, and it all. It, well, where it landed was my Pittsburgh Steelers against his Seattle Seahawks in Super Bowl Forty. So it was all the sweeter to pick the Steelers, and he took the Seahawks and emerged victorious on that front, as well as uh, watching Seven hold up that Lombardi Trophy. Now. I honored you by picking the Patriots to win their division. I honor Spaghetti. I don't know about this. I, I, the, the NFC, weirdly for me, is harder to divine than the AFC, and there are fewer good teams. Spaghetti said it, though, I think now two weeks ago, and the more I think about I think I've gotten distracted by Aaron Rodgers on Jeopardy and, and, any, and Matthew Stafford moving to Los Angeles and everything else. The Bucs are going to be the number one seed, aren't they? I don't know. And you get them at, at number one seed plus 260. They're certainly going to win the division, but that's uh, not a, a price that's worth it. So if you really like the Bucs, and why wouldn't you, for goodness sakes? Um, I, th- I think that's the best play you're going to get on their season because um, I, I, I can't go all in. Here's the thing. The most obvious pick, the lamest pick, the least creative pick you can have for the Super Bowl is the one you just saw, and I'm seeing that one all over the place. And I get it that the Chiefs and the Bucks are good and they return the bulk of their players and everything else. It just doesn't happen. Forget, forget about even both teams. How about one of the teams that just played in the last Super Bowl getting back there? That doesn't happen very often. The chi- the team that just lost the Super Bowl almost never goes back to the Super Bowl, and yet we're all in on the Chiefs again because they have Patrick Mahomes. Reminder, I know they didn't have an offensive line in the Super Bowl, but the roster overall is a little bit diminished from what it was at the start of last season. I guess we could debate the quality of the mm-hmm. O-line, but the point is I like the Bucks. Packers maybe a little bit better if I if it's not the Bucks I gotta think it's the Packers who get uh, the number one seed you get that at plus 550 
Um, the best bet I can get for what I see is the number two seed in the NFC is the Packers. You can go and find their alt-win total and take them over 11 and a half, 17 games, everybody. They've won 13 the last two years. They have an extra game to play with to go over 11 and a half. You get that at plus 160. I like that. Cowboys win their division at plus 150. Not I've, I, I know I've been all in on the Rams. Back and forth with that one, too. Niners win the division, plus 190. Rams get in as a wild card. Uh, Panthers get a wild card. A pretty uh, a pretty nice number for that to happen, plus 270 there. And to round it out, I'm not that concerned about Jameis Winston. That roster is great. Sean Payton is great. Take them over nine wins. They will get into the playoffs as a wild card. Bet them over nine, though. That's the best number you're going to get on their season stuff. Plus 125 there. And the Seahawks, as I've mentioned many times, miss the playoffs at plus 108. Hench, tell us who you think. It's all prelude to the big event, the Super Bowl in Los Angeles you start us off. Who's playing in the uh, Super Bowl? Well, first of all, I wasn't listening to anything you said because I was scrambling okay. to actually get a bet in, which I did successfully. The the, the Ravens uh, under 10 and a half is still, you know, that hasn't been taken off the board yet. It's ghoulish, but uh, you should yeah, do it. Right. You should do it. So Ravens under 10 and a half, minus 120. I got it locked in. Thank you for prattling on while I did that. Um, You're welcome. Hey, I, you know, I love the Rams and I, and I do feel like if, if ever there was a guy who can, can snap that Super Bowl loser jinx, it's Mahomes, you know, like just a generational talent. So we, you know, the best, the best game in NFL history was that, that Rams, Rams Chiefs played, you know, you know, the, the, burning embers of a of you know it had to be moved because of a wildfire and like and and it was 51 45 i think was the final it was just an incredible game anyway obviously they won't light it up like that with this with this rams defense but i like i like rams chiefs that 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 feels uh like a like a nice matchup um i do think my pats will will be there but not all the way there Okay, I got you. I get you. You're you're excited about them. Simmons is excited about them. Everybody's over the moon. The rest of the football universe is hoping you don't get to have your cake and eat it too, which it kind of feels like you are going to get to have because, correct me if I'm wrong, you felt glee in seeing Brady hoist the Lombardi. You don't get to have two teams, you understand. No, no, no. Choose hey, one but, or the other. But speaking of glee, uh, so I don't know if you if you caught SportsCenter last night, but uh, Van Pelt opens with the best thing he saw, which was Hunter Renfro's throw from the center field from in front of the warning track to third base, which was incredible. But then deep in the show, he did a Tom Brady week one after winning the Super Bowl. So Tom Brady, this is the seventh time he's played a week one as Super Bowl champion. He's five and one spaghetti. See if you can guess of those five wins, which team Tom Brady whipped three times after winning the Super Bowl. So he wins the Super Bowl, no hangover, comes back, kicks the shit out of this team three times of his five post Super Bowl week one wins. Go. 
Uh, I'm assuming it may be a division opponent. So is it? Uh, all right. Why would I be? Why would I be needling? Like, listen to the tone of my voice. Like, why? Why am I so delighted in the answer to this question? Why does Sheck know for sure the answer to this question? Oh, is it the Steelers? Oh, you're right. Oh, yes, yes, yes. He has raised uh. the Steelers so many times. Now, usually it's in the playoffs. But I forgot that he bookends these seasons by destroying them in week one and then also vanquishing them in the playoffs. The worst one, and there were many bad ones. The, I mean, the two title games in Heinz Field, both of which I sat there and watched in horror. Both. And, and they both sting. They both make my list top five worst losses as a Pittsburgh sports fan that I've ever suffered. Cheryl, both Crow, of those. Cheryl I think, Crow thinks it was going well. She still says it was going well at halftime. The worst. That was the worst. How you doing, Pittsburgh? How's everybody doing? We're getting our asses kicked. We're losing to Drew Bledsoe. They're even their starting QB isn't even in the game anymore, and we're losing fourteen to three. Change your pattern. Can you imagine? Three years later, three years later, to be sitting in the exact same spot and thinking to myself, "Boy, Dave." Three years ago, go you felt like things couldn't be any worse than losing to the Patriots fourteen to three at halftime. It's now twenty-one to three after Rodney Harrison pick six uh, our rookie QB. Ah, oh, that was it. That was the swing game for the twenty-first century for the way we perceive teams. Because if the Steelers win that at fifteen and one, they go to the Super Bowl and play Philadelphia. Maybe McNabb and the Eagles get them, but more likely the Steelers win that Super Bowl and the Patriots never gets on track the Patriots dynasty never really gets on track it never reaches the heights it does instead and Roethlisberger would have been the first rookie to ever get to a Super Bowl as a quarterback it really altered the our perception of uh, of those two franchises but the worst one ever was after the first time we lose and Cordell goes in and the season opener and all of Pittsburgh's like revenge game like revenge we lost in the title game to them we were we were laying 10 and we lost to them straight up i don't care if the steelers win 78 to to zero it's not revenge it's a week one game gives a god good good goddamn all right i want to tell you one thing about the chiefs very quickly hench and spaghetti but he already heard me say this let me let me just interrupt quickly just with more news i feel like on the thursday replied for all the listeners you guys know when we record but we're gonna get a ton of injury news and i i put in the private chat here but it looks like jalen mills nelson aguilar having practice today uh for the pads so that also if you're you know picking a side between dolphins pads and i I said dolphins plus three you may want to hop on that because those are two key players for them uh um that is good. Not as big as the Ravens news, I will, but still. I'll yeah. say no, it's- that anybody who plays outside the hash marks on the Patriots is almost irrelevant. I, I mean, it, it's going to be like, you know, when you were playing pickup football and the quarterback forgot to give you a pattern and then you're still in the, you're kind of there. Everyone's going to the line of scrimmage and you're standing in the huddle. Where, where do I go? Oh, 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 oh go long. Go long. That's that's what the the Patriots and it's going to be interesting because they're going to they're going to go two tight ends and they're going to try to run the ball, as we've talked about many times. And they are going to run the ball. Um, And then a lot of like James White uh, screen passes. And it'll be interesting if you can move the ball in the today's NFL that tight to the line of scrimmage. Obviously, the safeties can come down into the box. You're not worried about getting getting beaten over the top. Um, and with Mac Jones, you don't have the run pass option. Like I think the reason the Ravens 
can can get it in so tight and still get Lamar in acres of space. There's so much misdirection within the formation that you're still, you know, you're still isolating guys like you get Lamar out into space one on one. That guy's not going to touch him. Obviously, Mac Jones is handing off or throwing a short pass. But I don't think the, Nelson Aguilar's absence should get people to jump on the Dolphins. I hear you, but I and by the way, you're exactly right. What you're talking about is scheme and all that kind of stuff. Is I mean, Lamar Jackson is faster than anybody else on the field. That's that's the reason that it still works. Um, and you're obviously Mac Jones is not that, and it is the Belichick paradox. It's like, what does he know? Like, what is this wizard figured out? about the sport what what nuance has he has he divined about the game that allows him to always win he's he, he's playing four-dimensional chess no he tells you exactly what he's gonna do with his personnel you know all the cliches about Belichick like he's gonna take away your best player yeah he's gonna devote extra resources to taking away the other team's best player one and two he's now told you specifically with this 21 uh, 2021 team exactly what get that defense as it's been good the last couple of years. It's going to be really good this year. And on the other side, he's just going to grind you. That's what he's going to clearly two two more tight ends, backs, Mac Jones. You know what Mac Jones is. And then he gets Aguilar to take the top off the defense. It's pretty straightforward what he intends to do. It's not going to people are going to overthink it. And I'm sure that will be defensive coordinators as well. Overthinking it. It's going to be pretty straightforward. He's just going to try to pound you old school. It feels that way to me. There's no indication that they're suddenly going to have a bunch of nonsense, employing a bunch of nonsense to win games. It's going to be straightforward in a pass happy league. He's just going to pound you on the ground. Don't turn the ball over. Don't turn the ball over. I just want to, right, that's exactly right. I'll tell you this about the Chiefs, just to temper the enthusiasm about them. You want to talk about a team that can get behind the eight ball by the, you know, midway of October. They go Browns at Baltimore, Chargers at Philly, Bills at Washington, at Tennessee. They could conceivably be four and three. Even if you, I mean, they, that that's not insane to think that they're going to, um, you know, really have some catching up to do by the midway point in the season. But I will say this to you. I know I went against them with my with my division pick here, but Eddie Spaghetti, my Super Bowl pick to be played in SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles, California, hit it, Eddie Spaghetti, at long last. Yes, the hills of Hollywood will burn as the fights break out all over the place in SoFi and beyond L.A., VLA Super Bowl in SoFi Stadium. Get it at plus 12,000. The Chargers and Rams to settle all hash. The irony of these fights breaking out is it's going to be Rams and Chargers fans both getting beaten up by Raiders fans. Like it's not, they're not going to actually be fighting each other. And and I assume since all big events now are, are covered this way, I assume that uh, the Super Bowl action will be called by Donald Trump and his son. Oh, fantastic. Uh, I, that would be awesome, obviously, that local a local Dodgers-Yankees uh, Dodgers, Dodgers Yankees 1955 World Series. Spaghetti, uh, has to, to Sheck's pick, I know it just kind of glanced across the ticker yesterday and we weren't even supposed to get worked up about it at all. But I saw Austin Eckler and hamstring in the same in the same sentence. And I was like, it, it, 
is there such a thing as a mild hamstring for an NFL running back? Like, if you are even aware of your hamstring, like, as you walk to the locker room, if you feel something in your hamstring, like, that to me is the most worrying, uh, nothing to see here, nothing to see here, just a ham, hamstrung you up. Hamstrung you up. Uh, and Eckler. Go ahead, Spaghetti. Co- co- earmuff check. Eckler went for 50 eight dollars in our 12 team league so of course like everybody oh else God. i had a i had an austin eckler plan that blew by the wayside when he went for 58 dollars well it ain't jive as they say it's it, it is one of those injuries and he missed five games last year with a hamstring injury so yes i would be extra concerned there i would go get joshua kelly in year two ucla kid who's a nice runner too i i like justin jackson though as well, but it feels like Joshua Kelly has now jumped past uh, Jackson. So if you're looking for somebody, at least in the short term, to be your Chargers runner, runner I would get uh, Kelly. Spaghetti, lay it on us. Who's your Super Bowl pick? And please, for heaven's sake, have some dignity and don't put the Giants in the Super Bowl. Oh, come on. I was not putting the Gi- I'm not even sure where the Giants are going to. Uh, like, no, I'm not even considering the Giants. I mean, I know I made that You think they're going to the win the division, though, right? Well, I will right? say this. You're picking them to win the division. Every game matters, clearly, and a week one win over Denver and then the the Cowboys losing to the Bucs in week one, having that 1-0-0-1 start would feel pretty good. Um, And I think the week two, the Cowboys have the Chargers and the Giants have WFT, who Daniel Jones undefeated versus uh, Washington. So, you know, 2-0 versus 0-2. I think then things get pretty interesting, but well, they're, they're not my Super Bowl pick. That's 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 <laughs> okay. Right. Neither here nor there. I mean, I made the statement about the box. I didn't know I, we I only think, had 15 more weeks to get to the playoffs. The way you were just rolling. Um, well, whatever. I, I'll take the game advantages when we get them. Uh, we'll see how it goes. Uh, the offense line is, you know, the game Sunday is going to is going to tell me a lot of things, and then we'll take it from there. But it's your old pick, not the Giants. Uh, the Bucs, uh, like I said, they were every single play in the defense could be a Pro Bowler. They are an improved roster from what they were last year. Antonio Brown is now healthier than he was last year, and they are the full season. They have three cable running backs now. I, I'm still yet to be convinced there's a team better than the NFC. I know people love the Rams, led by Stafford and and stuff like. That. I don't really love the Rams' run game. Uh, you know, Stafford. Uh, you know, he did have some weapons in in with in, Detro- in Detroit. So I don't know what like he's not. God playing quarterback. They're not going to make them that much better. And uh, there's still some questions outside of Donald and, and Ramsey on their defense, but I know the defense was Would pretty good Would you feel bad year. if the other, if the, if the other team's quarterback was God, would you feel bad beating oh, yeah. him? You would? Would you no, take I mean, something I mean, off? Giants versus, Giants versus God. Speed? Giants versus God. No, you gotta, you gotta chop block God and hit him illegally. I don't care. Win that game. But well, I'm that's not kind of like, well, that's kind of like why the Titans would be tough to beat if everybody's mascot was in a fight. Because it's not a proper yeah. God, but I think it's like a, a Titan is a demigod. He's basically I think Thanos, a saint the though would Titan. be tough. A saint is like an angel. Is a, is like a ghost basically. You can't hit a ghost. So I think like a saint couldn't lose at least. He might not win because he might not have it in his. You know, it might not be in his DNA, his ghostly DNA to kill anybody else. But you wouldn't kill him. Mm. So anyway. Well, uh, I so I think people see a they make Falcon this- go into a jet engine as we do. We're gonna do all. <laughs> we're gonna do all these permutations. They just feel a sully the situation. The way the Jets can make the playoffs. We're gonna actually- well, the one I like is I like when it gets down to the human level. The ones that that uh, 
carry firearms have the edge like the cowboys are gonna and even then like the patriots aren't gonna fare that well because they have muskets that they have to reload so they better be sharpshooters if they're gonna keep up with uh with the guys who have more modern um uh you know hardware but the civilian level i like the like who wins the fight between the steel worker and uh, the meat packer like those those are the ones i would like to see and the texan i guess he would have guns too though I'm not sure. So when, when people make the Super Bowl picks, they kind of place teams into tiers of which teams they think are capable of winning. I think the NFC has the Bucks, it has the Packers, and it has the Rams. Those are the three capable teams I think that could win it from the NFC. The AFC is a little bit more difficult because I, I want to just say the Chiefs too because I, I've yet to be proven. Like, I don't think there's a team better than the Chiefs, but I can see the Chiefs slipping up somehow, whether it's due to you know deficiency in the O-line or the, the defense isn't you know near other teams' defense in the AFC. I think the one wild card team that I have no feel for are the Browns. I guess we can pretty much count the Ravens out of there. So I think the Browns are kind of interesting. The one other team that I am very interested in seeing how they play are the Titans. Uh, I could see if like somehow the Titans get the one seed in their home and the Chiefs have to come to them and they just ground and pound and Derrick Henry stays healthy for the full 17 game stretch and and he's fresh and ready to go. And obviously they add Julio now. And I think people are kind of slowly realizing that Tannehill is not as bad as we thought he was when he was, you know, back with the Dolphins. So maybe the Titans, I want to say, but I, I, I guess for the sake of the show, I won't be chalk and just say the Chiefs bucks again. I guess I'll say Titans, one of the, a classic AFC title game. But uh, and, and with your Chargers, uh, it's funny that we brought up Eckler because, you know, Hench was saying a couple weeks back that Saquon is this like muscle bound freak. And that's why running is t- tough for him, because his body is just when you have too much muscles and the tendons are pulling, things can go wrong. Eckler is kind of the same. Have you ever seen him like he's a very short guy, but he's built like crazy. And he was at his best when Melvin Gordon was running the ball with him and he wasn't the guy they were depending on. Now, like the NFL way it works is like one guy from the committee kind of shows he's the best, then he gets the chance, and then when he wants a new contract, they let him go and he'll go somewhere else. Now, Eckler's the guy, and Eckler probably can handle the rock by himself, and they do have all the capable running back. So I wouldn't be shocked if he has another injury plague season and maybe a little bit of a sophomore slump for Herbert, but I think the Chargers will be fine. I just still think the Chiefs are clearly the best team, and and their offense is is amazing. Uh, So I don't know. For the sake of not going chalk, I'll I'll, I'll say the Titans somehow win uh, the AFC title and they get to play the Bucs It's more important ultimately – to have, I, I if you're given a choice, if anybody ever comes to you with this, uh, with this to make the call, um, Spaghetti's choice, take the good offensive line and the mediocre running back, and not the opposite. The Chargers' offensive line would appear to be all fixed up and ready to roll as one of the very best in uh, pro football. I don't. I like the that. two. I, if it's not Eckler, I, I as I just said, I like Kelly and Jackson too, and I think they either or both will make hay behind that offensive line. I, I know money t- slinging it all over. Money will talk them up, and DJ will talk them up, but it's the, the they were ranked. The only team offensive line worse than the Giants last year were, were the Chargers. Like Herbert, but had they the completely least. changed it. It's a completely different offensive line. So and we've been told by plenty of O linemen that it's not about the individual player; it's about how they play as a unit. It's about the chemistry. That's what Sean O'Harris told us plenty of times about why the Giants' offensive line was good because they weren't the, the single best guys at each position, but they played together as a unit. So I don't. It's to me going from where Herbert had the least amount of time in the pocket to complete a pass to the like a top you know upper echelon O line. Not sure if I buy that entirely yet i just think it's uh, i think the afc west will be harder than they realize so i think i don't think the raiders are a pushover i think the raiders are gonna be a solid team and the, the broncos i think the raiders have, i think they're I, I mean that's the better the I, I think i have to add that one now certainly the las vegas raiders in their new stadium 
against uh, against the the Ravens, who, by the way, Four and a half. Wolf is looking like he's not going to play. Um, I, as I keep saying, that front seven is old, talented, but old and thin. I, I don't love uh, the Ravens this year, and I didn't before all this news. Anyway, listen, well, let's on, let on, Hench on, go on. here. He say, so he said Titans in the AFC. Yeah, and, Bucks. And Bucks. Okay. Um, I just didn't want to say Chiefs okay. again. I saw I went Bucks Titans. What is I, lame? I just I told think, you it would be lame uh, to do that. I like WFT week one. We're going to find out about this Chargers offensive line right away, right? We don't have to wait that long. <laughs> we'll, we'll see. And uh, I, I like uh, I like WFT this week, and and I'm warming to them winning that division. I, 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 I'll tell you, I knocked the Giants. I'm with you. The Giants have slipped for me. I'm with you, Hench. It's just not a good division to not have a, a, a good offensive line. So the Giants against. slipped for you because of the preseason, which you, tell, you told I, me. What did I say? I, what did I say? Don't be a wise so the guy. I told the, the preseason just suits you whenever you want to make a point. I got it. Just making sure. Not, not true at all. I said the one thing no, no, I, I said, I asterisked it, and I said the one thing you could see is if those are the guys they intend to play at those positions and they're getting whipped, then that's a problem. And and the Giants the starters put those played. guys out there and they got whipped. They barely played. The starters barely played. They've played zero skill guys on offense. All right, listen, I wish you nothing the, the, but the best, Eddie Spaghetti. I'm not, I just, I'm not I just the, pick your side your with the preseason. I, pe- I picked my side. I, I picked it a long time ago. I don't uh, read into it. Now I'm just looking at crummy old lines. If they can't block it when they're putting their actual starters out there and they're getting whipped, that's going to be an issue. Uh, but I, they're fine. They're an interesting team. I'm with Hench, though. My problem is, as much as he's beloved, Ryan Fitzmagic is, keeps a ceiling on how high that team can go. But, but they can go to 9-8. and, nine and eight. They can go to 9-8, and eight, and mm-hmm. that's going to win that yep. division. I would. I, I, that's a an interesting play there, and obviously much better value in in picking Washington to do it. Do you, do you final thought, Hench? Do you care at all what they name their football team? I think they should name it the Fighting Irish. Oh. <laughs> there yeah. he goes, everybody. That's good. The great Kevin Hench, everybody. Look at that. See, he's a man. He's not a guy. He wear. He took it. He took his medicine, and he came out clean on the other side. I appreciate it. The great Kevin Hench, everybody. And uh, I guess we've said it all, Eddie Spaghetti, except this. One, as a reminder, I don't hate anybody's football team. I know people like to pretend that that's the case every football season because I have a rooting interest. Does that mean I hate, have any feeling really about your team? No. Yeah, some teams get under my skin. I don't hate anybody for how they football, though. Um, And unless they're playing my team, I hope your team wins this weekend. And uh, and with that being said, we appreciate you betting with us or fading us either way. Fayandool.com slash minus three. The word minus, the number three is how you do that. Make sure you follow along for all the fun. At minus three pod. And until week one is in the books, and we're ready to look back at that and look ahead to week two NFL. Thanks so much, sports fans. It's been a thin slice of heaven.